if you'd have given any letters mm -hmm. around that clue, what, did yeah, you have really any letters? It wasn't fair at all. It it was four letters. Could have been Bell. Could have been. I, I the reason I brought it up is because I thought it was related to how Zoom asks you mm -hmm. or tells you now that it's you're recording. Right. You know, before you get started. So. Right. Right. My apologies, listeners. Uh, we were just discussing the Monday New York Times crossword. Um, mm. Fascinating stuff here. <laughs> the answer is this episode. join. The, yeah, an the answer is join. <laughs> That's right. Well, and welcome. J yes. And J, J words are hard sometimes, right? Is J is the most valuable letter in Scrabble. In Which, Scrabble, but in crosswords, if you got a J, it just means your options are, you know, kind of limited. Uh, uh, my options uh, are so. limited, <laughs> you f***ing wise ass. <laughs> so, you know, you got the less... Sorry, you got, you got the Sorry less, for dropping uh, the F-bomb so early. I'm glad to quote. Yeah, it was like... Uh, you got less letters to choose from, so J's are pretty pretty straightforward. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, and I'm sorry to anybody who hasn't done the Monday, August 16th New York Times crossword join, I think is answer number 43 across. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. <laughs> alert. Just ruined it. Nice. Well, guys, welcome Hello. back. Yeah. Here we are. What's How's up? How's everybody doing? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, week. Sure. Yeah? Sure. Yeah, it's dog days of summer, and then all of a sudden it like started raining and got cold. So, yeah, I don't know. How are you today? <laughs> I'm beat. I'm not going to lie. I'm beat. I'm really? beat. It was Ben's birthday weekend this past oh, weekend. Oh, happy birthday, Ben. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, fourth birthday to my first Aww. son, Ben Rossman. Aww. And uh, guy, he had a blast. But uh, the Rossman family is, you know, we came out the other side just worse for wear, man. We had a big party with all the with all of his friends and all the neighbors over oh. yesterday. So it was, oh man, you know, a weekend of getting ready for a two-hour party. Mm -hmm. But it was fun. It was a great time. He had a blast. So yeah, can I ask how the uh, how the David Bowie impersonation? <laughs> The concert last Saturday at the American Legion was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it went really well. Uh, oh, my good. voice nice. did not crack on Life of Mars. I think I nailed it. Ooh, perfect. Um, that's a tough one. And that's why I got the little soul patch going on. That's, that's the only that? thing yeah. I can do really nowadays for a, a David Bowie impersonation. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, Looks great. It was a lot of fun. Good. Good turnout. Good. Cool. Greg, what about cool. you, man? Oh, yeah. I was, uh, oh, man, Friday drove out to like basically phoenix tempe arizona mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. from la mm -hmm. had, to, had a 7 a.m call time so that was a little bit rough six hour 7 drive a. M. yeah Dang. well to <laughs> to to meet at the car to drive okay to phoenix because it's six hours Ooh. and the 2 p.m load in it was ugh, yeah it was rough um Long day. Then, yeah, to, yeah we didn't play we didn't play till 9 30 you know <laughs> so it's a long day. Spent, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a long day, but that's how it is, you know. And uh, but what's interesting is that uh, this theater, so this place is called the Marquee Theater. I was pretty proud because I noticed Meshuga is playing there later. <gasps> I'm like, oh, we're wow. playing in the wow. same room Meshuga's playing in, dog. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. You know, so it's fun. They they're doing like um, what are the kinds of bands they have there? Anyway, I go on and on. You, if you want, you can look it up if you want. Tempe, Arizona, Marquee Theater. But uh, nice. yeah, it was cool. It, we had it was our first time out there. I guess the concert promoter was like, "We're gonna have some school of rock bands opening up for you," oh. and like that brings people out mm -hmm. to the okay. show. Right. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's like a it's a tactic. Yeah, and it's worked for tribute bands that play here. Oh, there you go. And so Very nice. that, they were really good. 
They yeah. were really good. And they were playing a lot of 90s songs. They played like Bullet with Butterfly Wings and they had it down where it was like a rotation of bands. So you nice. figure like each kid is bringing their friends, family, and then, sure. uh, and then they're sticking sure. around for us. So it was fun. Yeah. Um, we, we played that and then we came back to like San Diego area where we had two uh, shows at the Belly Up, which is like a beautiful venue. And uh, it, was, it was interesting. I mean, it, it's always weird when you play the same room two nights in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's great is that you can just leave your stuff there. You just walk in that second show, and it's like you, your monitor mix is all set. Everything you just like, God, Beautiful. this is what it feels like if you know when you have texts and stuff. You just night, walk you on the stage. Night, yeah. But imagine, like you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm like That's really how Celine Dion feels, man. In Vegas, hey, yeah. you know, well, yeah, it's but like a residency <laughs> is really where it's at. You, you're eliminating a lot of cost, you know. This oh, was sure. not that this was a residency, but anyway, it was two it was two nights. Yeah, so we had fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, boys, I don't mean to cut things short. I'm glad everybody's back and happy. Let's do this thing. Yeah, we got it. A little rambly. That's all right. Yes, that's right, folks. It is You Should Check It Out. This is episode 106 coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here with you. My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we got, I, the, I, the reason I wanted to rush you guys is because we got so much content, so much music content to cover today. We have a lot to yeah. get through, don't we? A I lot. I just want to make sure we yeah. get to it. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm thank sorry. you, Thank you, Jay. Somebody's got to keep this train on the tracks. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Heading in the right direction. This well, is at least a, train? A, a direction. Yeah. <laughs> and once it gets going, you know, we just. Yep. We run it out. So anyway, we got a l- <laughs> bunch of clips. <laughs> we got some uh, at the return of one of everybody's favorite segments. Oh, is coming back tonight. Okay. Beautiful. And uh, Nick's gonna finish th- things up with some uh, controversial music news. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yep. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. Gonna get into it. So without Perfect. further ado, Greg. Yeah. What uh, what sort of lighthearted tunes <laughs> do you have for us this week? <laughs> um. Well. Let's just start off with a, with a with a clip. I don't want to say what it is yet because this is actually going to be what I end up talking about. Let's just give everyone a, just have an open mind. Let's listen to this, okay. and then I'll talk, I'll share what it is, and then we'll have a discussion. All right. My smile is stuck. I cannot go back to your frowning. It's made up of the ocean and the sky and the sun in the moon in all my conceits. I cannot go back to your land of gloom where black jagged shadows remind me of the coming of your doom. I want my own. with me it's not too late for you it is not too late for me to find my home where man can stand by another man without an ego flying with no man lying and no one dying by an earthly hand let the devil burn in a beggar land, and the little girls are living low, low world. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Welcome. 
Yeah. So uh, You're welcome. Yeah. It's a good um, one. Toe tapper. It's cat. Yeah, it's real catchy. Uh huh. Um. What so, do you listen to, Greg? Well, <laughs> I, I want to talk about a friend of the a friend of the show, uh, Kreshmir, sent me a meme. Hey. Okay. Kreshmir. Uh, yeah, Kreshmere. he sent it to me um, last Monday. Must have been right before the sh- right before we recorded our last episode. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. On. Anyway, um, and uh, I probably he probably sent it to me during the show or during our recording. Anyway, That's the point how is Kreshmir plants his seeds, man. That's how he yeah, plants his seeds. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to show it to you guys on the screen. And it's a picture of Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Don Van okay. Valet. Yeah, Don and Van uh, Don yeah. Van Valet and the big uh, Captain Beefheart. Right, Captain Beefheart, and the meme yeah. says, "Trout Mask Replica is a concept album. album. Album concept is to piss off most of the people you make listen to it." There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I and love that. <laughs> I'd I'd heard this record before, and I re- I realized it's kind of it's this well known and widely recognized piece of experimental art rock. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. And so what I wanted to know though is because I've listened to it before and then since then I actually got turned on to this really cool video that was them uh that band Captain Beefheart mm-hmm. playing at some in some TV studio. And okay. I remember this vividly because I was backstage uh, and there was this band playing. I was uh, touring with Here Lies Man, and there was this band from the Oakland area called Blow. I think they were. I think they were called Blow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, these guys were really good, and mm-hmm. uh, they were watching this backstage. I don't know. To me, I was like, this. It was kind of liberating. I was like, this is really cool, actually. You know, yeah, like nice, it's nice. totally avant-garde and stuff. But I, I can get down with that. That's totally cool. Yeah. And I was like, who is this? And they're like, Captain Beefheart. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. But is. I've never <laughs> taken the deep dive on Trap Mask Replica. And I remember sure. on the drive home from that gig thinking, oh, I should look up this uh, album, the Trap Mask Re- Replica album, and listen to it again. But it wasn't streaming until this week. Ah. So Trout Mask Replica by Captain Beefheart is streaming again. Yes, gotcha. it is. Yeah, okay. and uh, as of only like last week, and it has to do with Amit Zap- Zappa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who owns the rights? To, I guess the the publishing rights to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Button probably thing, a story yeah. that. And anyway, I saw this meme. Kreshmir sent it to me, and I I didn't want to admit like, oh, I actually don't really know that record very well. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what? That would make a great topic because I bet Nick and Jay do. <laughs> so I need you guys to tell me about it. We have a c- couple clips pulled and uh, let's c- convince me and convince the audience that this is like worth our time because it's a little challenging. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah. I don't know. Nick, you want to start? So, I mean, the, the reason why the reason why I know anything about this is because as kids, Captain Beefheart or, or Don Van Valet was like neighbors with Zappa. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they grew up and they went to the same high school together. Went to the same high school together, which always blew my mind that like these yeah. two very creative, unique individuals came out of, I don't know, anywhere close to the same geographic location. No um, doubt. He was always like the, um, yeah, almost like the failed step sibling of like the Zappa in my mind <laughs> as like I went through like the understanding of how this guy came about. Incredibly, incredibly creative, bit unstable individual. Um, yeah. 
and and had a lot of issues maintaining like contractual obligations with record companies and stuff but so it's not surprising that it's been a hot mess trying to figure out how to get this stuff streaming because the yeah. guy was known to sign literally anything offered to him if if, if he was given cash in exchange so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah so the but i think i think frank uh different points kind of uh, helped wrangle his rights back to to himself and i guess they ended up with with barking pumpkin at some point yeah but i don't know jay what, what t- you probably dove into this album more like giving it more of a critical listen like what's well it's, what's it's interesting because this guy's style it's funny because yeah it wasn't on streaming for like until now but when i first came in contact with it was through napster because mm. I heard about this album probably from Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. you know, and how crazy it was and, you know, read reviews. And at the time, I, you know, I was just into the craziest music that I could find. Mm-hmm. You know, anything that was out there that was going to piss anybody off that had the chance of just alienating people and that I would be the only person that would be into it. I was, that was a good idea. all for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely had the whole album on CDR from Napster. But the funny thing is I lost that CD at some point down the road and then I not forgot about the album, but just like every time I would go try to look for it on Spotify, nowhere to be found. Right. Now, there were right. some copies that were up on YouTube from time to time, mm-hmm. um, but they, those got taken down. So I haven't listened to the whole album probably in 15 years. Yeah. Um, but it's a fascinating <laughs> nice. story. I mean, this... <laughs> It's, what is it, 22 songs, 22 tracks, 28 tracks in total. Yep. It's a full double album, and it was recorded in a total of six hours, I believe. (laughs) Holy smokes. (laughs) Uh, Which sounds like, you know, that just sounds like, and, you know, listening to that clip, you just think that they were just completely just playing whatever the heck they wanted to. But the truth is that the, the entire band... Uh, Captain Beefheart had them live in this house mm-hmm. that Frank Zappa set them up with. Yep. And, you know, Frank Zappa was ostensibly the producer for this whole thing. Don Van Valet had a couple, like, attempts at hits, like he did some cover songs, but just never was able to get along with, like, mainstream radio, obviously, Anybody or is. mainstream <laughs> producers. And, hmm. uh, I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. People <laughs> it's hard to believe, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Frank Zappa, once he got a little bit of money and a little bit of notoriety he started his own record label mm-hmm. as zappa is wont to do mm-hmm. and uh said hey come on over here captain beefheart i will produce and front the money for your album and just give you total artistic freedom to do that to do whatever you want yep so they put all the band members in this house and then apparently from everything i've ever heard dan don van Vlay just like rehearsed them and rehearsed them and rehearsed them to the point of like exhaustion mm-hmm. like mental like they they basically just all went crazy, mm-hmm. and also Dan Don Van Vliet was kind of like a paranoid schizophrenic, yeah. yeah. And so that probably didn't help the situation at all. So you get this album that is like in turns completely forgive my friends batch crazy. Yeah, it sounds completely improvised, but in in spots is very 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 well rehearsed. And in fact, he had a an arc for the album. He had like ideas for the. It's just. It's genuinely like nothing you've ever heard before. It's well, not like too many ideas too, right? I mean, because it's cause almost would, too much. Yeah. He would <laughs> sing all of the parts to the musicians. Yes. Yeah. Notoriously, like he would basically no, and then sing the part he wanted them to play, and then they would have to. But he didn't write music, and he didn't know how to convey it. That was the only means of communication was to kind of sing it to him. Um, right. Right. But at the same time, then you've got you've got a quote from John Frusciani here, Greg. That's uh, the most. Im- oh, really? 
The most important inspiration is undoubtedly Zoot Horn Rolos playing on Captain Beefheart's Trap Mask re replica. If I listen to it first thing in the morning, I am assured of an, a day of unbridled creativity. That's awesome. There you go. And it really has that? influenced I... so many people. Um, it really has. Yeah. Can we can we get another? Is there another clip we can? Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, play that other one I sent you. Sure. Let's do uh, Veteran Day Poppy. Give that a shot. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Day poppy. It don't get me high, it can only make me cry. It can never grow another son like the one who warned me. My days after rain and warm my breath, my life's blood streaming empty. She cries, it don't get me high, it can only make me cry. You're a veteran day poppy. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of got like it's, it's like a Tom Waits Velvet Underground feel to it or something. Exactly. Like that. Yes. Yeah. And you hear like bits of like blues and like bits of like, you know, doo wop and like just it's just all in there. Mm -hmm. I found this great quote from Matt Groening, the guy from The Simpsons, obviously. And, you oh, know, yeah. he's a huge Frank Zappa fan for anybody who doesn't know that. But yeah. he talks about listening to this album, Trap Mask Replica, for the first time. And he was at the age of 15. He said, I thought it was the worst thing that I've ever heard. I said to myself, they're not even trying. It was just a sloppy cacophony. And then I listened to it a couple more times because I couldn't believe that Frank Zappa could do this to me. And hmm. because a double hmm. album cost a lot of money. <laughs> and about the third time, I realized that they were doing it on purpose, that they meant to sound exactly this way. And about the sixth or seventh time, it clicked in, and I thought it was the greatest album I'd ever heard. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's key. That, that, that's pretty that's interesting. That's key. You yeah, got to give it multiple listens. Let it sink in. Right. There's so much going on here. Uh, uh, David Lynch called it his favorite album. That makes total sense. That makes absolute <laughs> sense. Uh, that's actually that's a that's an argument against. Yeah, I don't know if that's selling anybody out of the yeah. idea. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. But there it is. I'm, I mean, I'm so glad that we, we can all kind of go back and listen to it now as easily as we can with uh, other records. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to give it a, another really deep dive. Totally. Now that it's there's been so much space in between full listens. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. you, can, and you can play it for Ben. <laughs> He's going to love it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and <I'll, laughs> he will. Yeah. He will. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does. But it de it definitely also describes in this article that the environment was like cult-like, almost like Manson. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was California in the but, '60s, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny. Um, Everything well, got weird. I don't know how much of it is funny, but it was weird. Yeah. And he, here it is, and now it's like ranked 60th in like Rolling Stones' top 500 greatest albums, and you know, I, I I'm gonna go listen to this now. Awesome. Um, not that I wouldn't have before, but again now because of the extreme accessibility that mm -hmm. it has. Yeah, it's streamable, yeah. Um, I don't plan on playing it for many people, though. Because of the meme. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's an album that you're not going to ever like I don't think you're ever going to convince anybody on this one. I think they have to come to it themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think this is this is my moment of coming to it, you know, awesome. uh, and because I wanted to listen to it, especially after seeing, and I'm just going to uh, kind of bookend this, and then we can move on. But that band uh, that was wa- showing me blow. Uh, <laughs> well, they weren't they weren't showing me. Yeah, they were just watching it. And these guys, I mean, they, they had kind of a glam look. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a way, like long hair, tight, really tight pants, and these guys were like skinny, like young, like twenty-year-old Oakland guys. Um, but real, but they ended up slaying. But one of the things that was really interesting is when we were backstage and watching this, um, his the, the singer's name Don Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. In the performance, he like starts, he like pulls out a sandwich and just starts eating it <laughs> while the band's jamming. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we were like, "Wow, that's rad!" And then, like, I'm watching this band blow, and then during one of the songs, the sam- the singer like pulls out a sandwich, and starts eating it, and I was like, "Oh, I saw nice. what you did! Nice, nice. <laughs> nicely done!" And it went, it was, it went very much against like their kind of almost '80s glam do, but they were legit, man. They were really, really good. That's uh, cool. So shout Incorpor- out to that band incorporating can- Captain Beefheart mannerisms into your '80s glam show. That's yeah, I mean, not that it was. They were more like they were dressed in that '80s yeah, yeah, glam, yeah. but really it was like hard '70s oh, rock. It, okay. And the other one, the other video that we were watching with them was like uh, early Judas Priest. Mm. Yeah. Which so that whole night I got it turned on to both Captain Beefheart and uh, early Judas Priest, Beautiful. which are very cool. So uh, there you go, guys. Thanks for filling me in. Uh, you, I let you guys do most of the talking for once. Well, we gotta yeah, so, we gotta go back uh, and listen to it. There may be there may be more to say. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, let's I'd come actually, back to it. If, if I'd actually like a follow up next week or the following week, uh, or whenever to let you, you know, know to to let yeah. us know what you thought of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll. Uh, that that'll be great. That'll save my ass when I can't think of a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I thought of this earlier this week when we when, don't have uh, to say those parts out loud, Greg. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We come back, dear listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, you're uh, right. <laughs> awesome. No, but this, awesome. but this was the, this is good, and uh, we got one more clip, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Let's let, let's play us out. Guy, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's cra- I, I know we're drop, we're done now, but he was like a child <laughs> prodigy. Like, he was, he was, he really is a brilliant guy. It's, it's, he's a, it's a cool story. We should definitely yeah. circle back. We should circle back. Sounds good. Yeah. Johnny Nebraska, how we doing? Hey, doing good. Like I said, this weekend was this past weekend was crazy, and I uh, didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of new music. So when I was looking for my what what what, what clip am I going to play mm-hmm. for my new song mm-hmm. this week mm-hmm. that you should check out. You know, I have to defer. I'm going to go with a Charles Lintz pick. 
This is uh, oh. my father-in-law. Okay. Uh, this is one of his favorite tracks of all time. All right. Um, and this is as a tribute to him for all of him and his his wife's hard work this weekend, taking care of the kids while we were setting stuff up. So I really appreciate this. This is uh, Joe Cocker from the 80s in Return to Form. You can leave your hat on. Thank and you, Mr. Lutz. if you get a chance, check out the video. Okay. Pretty sexy. Rocking. Mr. Joe Cocker, throwing it down. Love that, Jack. Good stuff. Thank you again, Mr. Lentz and Mrs. Lentz for all of your help. So, guys, I know the fans have been asking for it. We've been talking about it. We've been talking about it for, it seems like, years. Mm -hmm. But I want to bring back a bit that we haven't done in quite some time. What are we doing? It's when we talk about computer-generated and video game music. It's called 8-Bit. 8-Bit. Yeah, baby. Oh, it's nice. We got a theme song and everything. <laughs> oh, I love it. Damn, boy. Well, I can't yeah. take credit for writing the material, but uh, you know, somebody it's a more qualified it's a than myself did that. But Okay. All right. no, I translated <laughs> it anyway. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's great. So, 8 bits. So, yeah, that was actually um, from a... I used a program called Fama Studio, which okay. allows you to basically recreate the sounds and the setup of a Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. and kind of a multi-track yep. modern way. So it's very easy to do. I'm, it's not genius level stuff. But what got me interested in this and what why I wanted to talk about it is because I found out about something, a project that took place back in 2009 that is genius level stuff. Okay. <laughs> you all are familiar with the classic Miles Davis album, Kind of Blue. Yeah, now this it's, one I know. It's one we've, okay. we've spoken about, yes. Kind of blue. Everyone yes. knows. It is the, you know, some people would say it's the jazz album, right? If you had to, if you had to pick one. You had to pick one, you know. It's, was, it's got the classics, So What, yep. Freddy Fre Freeloader, all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, in 2009, <laughs> as a very, very early Kickstarter project, okay. 
a guy named Andy Bio decided that it would be a neat idea to get some of his friends together and redo all of the songs from Kind of Blue using 8-bit chip tunes. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like what did the they Nintendo call this? Entertainment What did they call and this? And they named the album Kind of Bloop. Yes! Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, that is perfect. Kind of bloop. And I can't believe that I haven't heard about this project until today. Uh, it's only been 12 years now. It's only been 12 years, but <laughs> my goodness, it's so worth the wait. So, I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable what they did. I mean, they really recreated the album really note for note. Even yeah. all the solos, I mean, the, the full-length tracks, it's remarkable. I do want to play some tracks yeah. from it. The story that I want to tell, though, is not actually about the music, but I do want to give you guys an idea of what, what this is all yeah, about. Let's, let's hear it. What, what, what is this? What is this? Uh, so What is kind of the famous track, but it doesn't have the best intro on it. So I'm going to go with All Blues. You guys know that track? Let me, mm-hmm. let me oh, play yeah. a little bit of, of All Blues from the original. This is the Miles Davis track. Nuance. There's so much nuance. How are they going to bloop really this? Nuance. How are they blooping it? So, so much space. Mm-hmm. So much nuance. So much taste. Well, here is the 8-bit version of All Blues, okay, uh, done by one Mr. Shenabula. Okay. Uh, also go by the name of Samuel Asher Wise. bit of artistic license taken on that a little busy <laughs> yeah a little busy there for <laughs> me a little busy compared to that first version we heard <laughs> yeah I, I'd, let, I'll, I'd think i'd rather listen to bill evans and <laughs> I, i'm with you totally greg as an, homage, play one, though, as an homage though, yeah as yeah. an homage yes. well give us another one give us another one. yeah I'll, I'll give you the intro to the, i'll give you the 8-bit version of so what because it's just such a co- iconic intro and this sure. one is much more laid back this is uh 8-bit so what as done by Aster Beak or Chris Del Camino. Okay. 
like that better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least it's, at least it seemed like it was staying true to the to the original more than the yeah than, than the yes. blues. But I, and I will be the first to tell you that it works much better as a concept than it's as a novelty, an actual album. And it's an it homage. Gets, it, it gets very right. grating the more you listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> well, there's only so much. I mean, you're limited sonically. Yes. So those frequencies just be start to burn holes in your brain. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah and you, know, and you find yeah. that out. The reason I brought up the fact that I recreated, you know, the you should check it out theme song on the, the software yeah. program that I use is because it really it highlights how limited the people the artists who are working in that medium were. Yes, it's, yeah, it's five yeah. tracks. Yeah. You get one noise track that can also be used to play like very rudimentary samples, and that's the drums. Mm-hmm. You got a triangle wave track and that's your bass. And then you basically got two, three melody tracks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's just—it's very, very difficult to make something that sounds pleasing. Um, so I, I respect the heck out of these musicians the effort, and what yeah. they were able to do, and it was—it's a labor of love. So that is interesting in and of itself. But unfortunately, this kind of whole album, this whole project, got infamous in another way. Oh, really? Yeah. So kind of bloop. He like I said, he did it as a Kickstarter project. So there was money involved, and he was selling the album, the physical album. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to make sure that he was doing it. Andy Bio was doing it in the right way. So he actually reached out to Miles Davis's publisher and licensed the rights to perform all the songs. Wow. Okay. So all of that was he above did it right. board. He did it right. Good. He was legally able to sell a cover version of Kind of Blue. Wow. Unfortunately. The problem came um, about a year later when he was contacted by the lawyers from the photographer of the original cover art, Jay Mizell, who then threatened to sue them over their use of his original photography. Did they use the original photography? So the kind of bloop cover art Mm -hmm. is a pixelated version of course it is of the original (laughs) cover art and you know we'll link to it it's brilliant. I mean, it's oh, just yeah. so no, well I just done. Pulled it up. That does look good. <laughs> I mean, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. And a work of art in and of itself. Unfortunately, apparently, Jay Meisel is really touchy about this stuff and says that that photo is his intellectual copyright and threatened to sue them over this. He actually threatened to sue for damages up to $150,000 for each infringement at the jury's discretion, plus reasonable attorney's fees, blah, That's blah, blah. That's what the law says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah. So the the shame of this is that like this guy Andy Bio like didn't really do this for profit. Again, he licensed the songs. He did it as a Kickstarter to light to get the money to license the songs mm-hmm. and to pay the artists who did the the chip tune cover versions. Right. To pay them any of the any proceeds, proceeds went to those artists. So like he's not out there trying to like make a quick buck on on a cheesy cover of Kind of Blue. Unfortunately, you know, he's not rolling in the dough, so he doesn't have the legal funds. Like, he doesn't have the funds to fight this, really. Sure. Hmm. So this went back and, fo- back and forth for about seven months, and uh, he released all of this in a uh, blog post that is appropriately named Kind of Screwed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he got basically an out-of-court settlement with uh, the photographer. Uh, he had to pay a sum of $32,000, Thirty-two thousand five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to Oof. the original photographer, and he's unable to use the al- the album artwork again. Oh man. man! So it's like that one is like 
Really? He did did so many of the things right. Not that, I mean, obviously that doesn't matter to the photographer who wasn't consulted. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Man, that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And in the blog post, I won't read the whole thing, but he outlines a pretty good case, I think, for himself that it is, like, there is precedent for doing this kind of thing before. Yeah, fair Um, use. Fair use, you know. And again, you know, he's not out there trying to profit from this per se. Um, he cites a lot of other examples of video game artwork and movie artwork that's been reproduced and, and altered and then been sold for huge sums of money. Mm-hmm. And besides that, it brings up a lot of uh, thorny copyright issues that we've talked about before. Yeah, this is and, even trickier because yeah. this is like a visual representation. So you've got, it goes way back. Just far I don't as know, like what do you think? Yeah, it, does the, if you were the photographer, would you be pursuing this line I don't of- know I, I would have questions regarding what not defending it would imply mm. Um, mm. if 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 in not defending my copyright of that am I seeding because it's so close because it obviously is such a representation of my photograph so I could see an attorney making that argument like you know you have to defend this because it's a slippery slope with this stuff they can use sure. the fact that you didn't sue the next time to you know reuse your album cover or something else and point to that as precedent that it, you're okay with it because you yeah. didn't defend it over there so i do understand that aspect of it that's always the argument on the other side of it um yeah but no it seems like horse <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's a it's a fantastic pixel i mean that is he even makes a point like he took a stab at, at doing the pixel art for the uh, thing himself and then realized how freaking hard it is yeah. To do a, to re- to represent like a complex image with just a handful of squares, so yeah. and it's a yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous right. pixel art. That's so cool. Right. Yeah. And it's not it's not making fun of or denigrating the original work in any way. No. You know, no, it's not. No. If anything, it's providing more listeners to the original kind of blue album. You know. Yeah. And the yeah, does, yeah, it, does yeah. it get into that? Does the photographer have an art uh, an argument regarding the seriousness of the project or it, it denigrating no, not really. the? Okay. All right. It was just literally the rep- using his imagery. Yeah. No, it does t- totally s- to me seems like a fair use thing because it's so little of the actual. Uh, I don't know how how is that different than than Warhol, right? Painting a soup can. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. Sure. Fair enough. So I, anyway, I, I I would be impressed though if they could do this, but with Trout Mask Replica. Ah! Ooh, <laughs> that ah! would be entirely unlistenable. <laughs> i love it greg that sounds like a challenge right there yeah you hearing me i don't although they would set probably sue's ass even harder yeah that's right <laughs> anyway so anyway it, it's a cool album it's a cool project i love kind of stuff like this so you know oh and also 10 years later uh for the anniversary of the 60th anniversary of the release of kind of blue he made the album uh, free to download and or stream so you can check out kind of bloop ah. at kind of and you can listen for free or download the album for free super cool nice so check it out and you can also make donations to his legal fund and all that kind of stuff it's and the eff all, and all um, that yeah yeah that's all i got he's, he's an eff supporter for life it sounds like it sounds like that's I'm what sure. this whole circumstance yeah. is made of him <laughs> <laughs> which is there's worse things to be i suppose that's right well, that's what you got great. mr nick hey buddy okay all right, well, first I have a song. Ooh. Okay. I haven't listened to this song for, uh, for Five minutes? a couple months now. Hmm. No, and honestly, it is, it, the song continues to grow on me. I absolutely, I really love this. And Jay, I think you would too. I, I think okay. I texted it to you, but this is a song called 
and I can't define why. Also, I'll just say that up front. Uh, but this is a this is a, it's a straightforward song. It's called Darkness by a band called Pine Grove. Catchy as hell. It's kind of, it's kind of got like, um, it's got an indie vibe to the vocals. Yeah. But it's got a very traditional, like, I don't know, song structure to it. Um, yeah, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Jayhawks, honestly. Okay. His vocal approach and that that sound, but it's great. It's great. I did listen to it when you sent it to me. I, but uh, to follow up on what you said, I didn't understand why you liked that more than some other songs that I've sent you that are like that. I, I don't know, man. Like so it hit me at the right time in my life, I suppose. Right <laughs> I don't know. Right um, yeah, no, it's it, it, yeah, it just popped on the radio one day, and um, I think the lyrics a little bit, like just the searching aspect of the lyrics probably at this this past year seemed to resonate a bit. But his it, honestly, it was it's his melodic choices. As soon as I start to think I'm getting bored, he does something melodically with his voice that, that pulls me back in. Right and on. It, it, it just... Like I, and the more I evaluated that, the more I appreciated the song as like a really well written song. Um, there you go. So beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but for my topic, actually no, this will be fine. This will be fine for my topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, fine. Yeah, it'll be. It's fine. So this is yesterday. Yesterday, um, news news arrived via Rolling Stone, I believe, but you can't read so many articles from them for free per month. So I'm gonna link to the Pitchfork one. Freaking Rolling Stone. Fair. <laughs> Unless you yeah. go to incognito mode in, in Chrome and Google oh, it, and right. then you can yeah. kick the click on the Google link, and it'll let you read the article. So that's right. always a workaround for anybody trying to get around. Insider a tip. Yeah. From you should check uh, it out. There you go. But Live Nation has announced. Live Nation is this conglomerate that we've discussed, right? That has yeah, taken I, over. Yeah. All concerts, not really, but they've really tried to make a big push for. And again, we're not saying they're good or bad, but they're huge. This is huge. Anytime they make an announcement about a policy, right? Um, yeah, well, it covers a lot of ground, and it's Ticketmaster, basically, right? It's yeah. Ticketmaster. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and and stuff. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. Understood. I'll will put it that way. Understood. Understood. But the implications of anything they announce, like yes. countrywide, are pretty big. Huge. So huge. Live Nation has announced that they're requiring artists 
staff, and attendees, so concert goers, be vaccinated or show up with a negative test within the past... Uh, like 72 hours or something? 72 hours. Probably something like Something that. difficult. Something difficult to, to pull wow. off if you know how hard it is to get a test result back in any timely fashion. Wow. Um, Requiring all concert goers to either have proof, proof of vaccination or a positive test. Yeah. A recent a negative. negative test. A negative, yeah. But not only that, but st staff and artists as well. Yeah. That's, artists, you know. staff, and... Yeah, and attendees. Wow, that's yeah. huge. That is it's absolutely big. huge. How do wow. we feel about this, guys? Well, I can tell you that already. I mean, just you know, being out on the road, there's COVID compliance officers in different uh, venues where they'll you have to you know kind of state your name. And I haven't had to show. I haven't had to prove uh, my vaccination yet, but I'm just not surprised that I figured, especially with. You know what's happening out there i'm not surprised mm -hmm. um but uh you know like i just played in arizona like i was telling you guys earlier there was a mask mandate because cases were going up in arizona but then mm -hmm. san diego no mask mandate really los, yeah los angeles mask mandate san diego wow. no mask mandate wow. so oh, yeah man. well i guess yeah. in that sense i'm happy no mandates I, at all that a organization as large as live nation is taking such a proactive step think it's going to yeah. make a difference I think it's going to make a difference. I don't know what kind of difference. I do too. I do too. I think this is going to push people who have just, for whatever reason, not have not had they hadn't been pushed well, in a way that actually mattered to them. And not being able to go to a concert, I could see, I could yeah. see that getting some people over the finish line. I really could. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's really it pales in comparison to what will probably be the case. Well, we don't know yet, but if you know when the FDA authorizes Eric uh, approves, hundred percent. Because then it, it, we what we might see uh, the rumors are that you know it'll be airlines mm. that will yeah. require vaccination, and that and now all of a sudden like I don't know, I mean, you can't fly without you know that that's going to be a big a big thing because that's not a right. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Neither. Is going when you to a say concert. that, it's kind of surprising to me that it wasn't like the airlines that came out with a policy like this first. They you know, are waiting but I guess for the approval. It, it's a conglomeration of a bunch of different corporations. It's, yeah. So it's, it's hard and for it's them also to, the, I mean, you're you're essentially. I mean, you're laying down a lot. You're putting a line in the sand, and saying everybody on the other side. Them. That's too bad. If, if if that if the if the consequences are you're not going to fly or you're not going to come to a show. I mean, once you once you put it out there, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of companies are very hesitant to do that because of the immediate alienation that that these things get get in response. Yeah. Well, I don't have much good to say about Live Nation, but I say good on them. I'm, I'm sick of I'm sick this. of yeah. him and hawing about this stuff. This has gone on too long. I'm sick of it. And any step like this, I think, is long overdue. Let's go for it. You know, any argument that like this is government overreach or like trying to you know well this isn't government you know, rein in right? our freedom i know it's not it's not but Sorry, any kind of overreach or trying to rein in your freedoms or anything like that i mean it's just it's it's you, you all had your chance <laughs> right and i i'm just sick of it i'm sick of it so well no the, that freedom has some consequences and, and i think yeah. a, lot, a lot of people would argue that the consequences aren't acceptable for a society to function properly in yeah i think we're seeing it and the other thing that i'm i'm happy about is that you know, you've seen a couple artists, and I, I, Jason Isbell has come front 
and foremost to mind. You know, mm-hmm. he's gotten in a bunch of arguments because he had to go out and uh, say that he was mandating proof of vaccination for all of his concerts going forward. Mm. And there was a big blowback against that, you know, from yeah. his fellow country artists and a bunch of people, politicians, you know, giving mm-hmm. him all kinds of crap for that. So I'm happy that bigger, uh, bigger, he doesn't uh, have to yeah. be the singular target for that anymore. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, this, this in, as part of this announcement, it also took artists uh ability to have specific demands as it pertains to the COVID requirement. it basically took that away because one of the points was that there were artists that wanted to only require that they didn't want to have the the caveat that you could get a negative test um that you just come if you're vaccinated um mm. and so that 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 removes that as an option for artists um but i don't know man i the more yeah like greg was saying if if in fact the airlines are waiting for the FDA, if that's what they're waiting on, and that's what and that and that is apparently coming as well, and all of these little things that make it just a little more difficult to not have a valid excuse, and to go through the work necessary to to prove that valid excuse is the alternative that you'd rather take. I think a lot of people are it's it's, it's yeah, the, those that I know that have not been vaccinated have expressed um, yeah a, a lack of personal research and a general discomfort but nothing more than that there's really no so yeah mm-hmm. yeah push them over the line <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if this is what great. it takes sure yeah <laughs> but it's tricky it is tricky it is tricky it's not something that i don't think anybody wants to see i don't you know i kind of do want to see it actually what am i, talking I about? do too <laughs> i do too i genuinely don't like the idea of being of having a large company tell a bunch of people what to do in any yeah. regard like that that yeah. viscerally is against right part of me but come on people, but i want to see some shot. damn shows man and i yeah. don't want to get this thing yeah, shut down again so i just want to stop worrying and also start worrying. half the yeah. people around or yeah yeah well you know and and the thing is that i would much rather see this than shows get shut down again you know right like, like that there's it's Absolutely. just such a clearly better thing <laughs> because like okay all the shows are gonna happen now you know right yeah deal with it and like you said greg and it's you, not you a, don't even have to be vaccinated you can still show up with a negative test mm-hmm. that's also true yeah mm-hmm. just and it's you know sorry i, I mean a curse but like you, you know you it's still not nobody's you can do it you got it mean, it's a lot concerts. of work you got to go to get tested a couple of days before you got to be on top of it get the results hope that yeah. they get back and by that's then. just common sense like they need to we need to know that you're not spreading it you know so totally right. does totally makes sense yeah and again so i'm totally for this um I would imagine and, uh, as an artist that you would be. Oh yeah, dude, are you kidding me, man? Like it's it's crazy because I I got to say like uh there are people in the music industry now as it's coming back that are not firing on all cylinders and like just new hirees and people have moved and da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. Now the my band the Red Knots, I got to say because we've kept our coals hot mm-hmm. by being able to keep playing somehow. You know, we we are firing off pretty well right now mm-hmm. we have our sh- together right you know uh we we show up to the venue and you know we we've been we haven't lost our chops yeah, yeah. you know but i'm seeing it around me when i'm out there mm-hmm. interesting you know mm-hmm. and like miscommunications about you know it, in places where you would never expect that to happen yeah it's sloppy it's a little sloppy because you know again you you're coming from like the last time we were here, it'd been like the same crew for the last three years, and they mm-hmm. had, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they had uh, they had it down to a science, right? Yeah. And then 
the place gets shut down, you know, they, or maybe they switched to streaming and the whole rig got changed and now right. they're coming back to live. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's an interesting perspective. I hadn't really thought about that. But that's, yeah. And yeah. even other bands I'm seeing, you know, they're because they're like, oh, this is our first show back and da, 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 you know. Yeah. And um, so I'm pretty grateful. And I'm, you know, for all the opportunities we've had to play. Luckily, I mean, I, I, I like to think we've been safe. We've definitely followed the rules, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to follow this one. Yeah. Nice. You know? And I hope that uh, people are willing to do that because, I, st- you know, we want an audience. We want a safe room. And uh, it's a safe, and when it's a safe room, everyone has a great time. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And, so. that, and that's the key because, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but you're not going back home to somebody that's, like, immunocompromised that you've got to be a little bit, like, uh, I'm not, but uh, you know, and I'm not I don't saying know. they need to, but I'm saying like, for anyone that does, like the idea of having to quarantine a week after every time you yeah get done like just, a, a batch of shows just just to, to to play it right to actually play it like scientifically the way that you would need to be preca- the guarantee that yes. the expo you know and it's never perfect but but having it where the yeah having it where everybody's accounted for in that venue seems like something that would sure. be good for the artists. It is, and um, I think it's going to become standard and that'll be it you know and and then hopefully we'll be able to not i mean it, it seems clear that the, we, we may not see the end of this but it in the in the sense that i don't know if this mm-hmm. this, this virus is going away hey bird clock i know i know bird clock yeah. i know bird clock's got a lot to say about this mostly <laughs> <laughs> like um, avian flu related <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so anyway it, it yeah that's i i'm i'm all about even though live nation is kind of like the evil conglomerate yeah. the evil corporation you know etc they're also like you know because of their power they're allowed they, they are the part of the reason why like some of the biggest most successful and most worthwhile to see tours happen mm-hmm. because, no, no, no. and they can be a trendsetter you know, you know? yeah can, yeah so oh yeah they can so push a lot of envelopes. it's not all bad um <clears throat> and it and it makes some of these uh artists you know be able to do what they do I mean, for instance, uh, Roger Waters, he plays mostly Live Nation mm-hmm. rooms, mm-hmm. you know, and so they, they're the ones who kind of like, they're part of his business. They're a massive part of his business. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, it's I, I don't know if he could easily do what he does. It's not easy anyway, but it wouldn't be possible without somebody who is, if he had to deal with different venues every night that... Yeah. We're not yeah. connected. Yep. Right. But because they all fall under the Live Nation umbrella, it's like a certain set of procedures, anyway. policies, yeah. agreements. And so, and, 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 and so they've, you know, I believe they lost $2 billion in one day when COVID first hit. Live Nation? Of stock. Of stock. Yeah. Of stock uh, value. Yeah. They came back when, hard, when, when, I was, yeah. yeah. And they and they knew that it would. Or they, I'm sure they were guessing it would, but mm-hmm. but it did. So anyway, so they 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 took a dive. You know, it's not like they haven't. Yeah, you know, but like Nick said, yeah, they it, it's come back strong. And let's you know, that's probably that's a good thing for live music, right? In the uh, short term, yes. Yep. So, no, I but I understand. We don't we don't want only, we don't want every venue to be owned by Live Nation either. So no, no. Yeah. But in this but case, it's, it, it. yeah, they're big enough, and 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 the the power they wield. In, in this case, I think we all agree can be with. used for good. Can be used. Can be used for good. I mean, yeah. So there you have that. Yeah, that's why that's uh, what makes this an interesting right, story. Thanks, for sure. Yeah, and th- and that's what we try to do here. You should check it out. You know, is is wield our massive power, yeah. our, our massive girth and power for for yeah for good. You know, totally, for good. totally do. And if anyone has days. any thoughts about that, where would they find us? 
<laughs> well, how's that for a segue? You can Beautiful. you can go online and uh, find us. Uh, go to our website. You should check it out. dot com. Oh, gee. On uh, we're on social media. Uh-huh. Uh On Facebook and Instagram. Oh, uh, you should check it out. Okay. On Twitter, our handle is at should check. Send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell a friend you should check it out. They should. Damn straight. Well said, Greg. Well, well said, Mr. Thank Nick. You. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Heck yeah. We'll check back in about that record. That Trout, Trout Mask, Mask. Replica. Everybody's going to go listen so to that this week. Yeah, everybody go listen to nothing but that all week. <laughs> Ooh, careful. Careful. <laughs> Remember, we're trying to wield our power for the, for good. Yeah, we don't okay, want to. Okay. Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, people are. Yeah. <laughs> Not too All much. Right, Don't boys. listen to it too much. <laughs> <laughs> Stay safe out there. We moderation. Love you. <laughs> Do everything in moderation. That, that's, that's right. The, that's the key. And uh, with that, we'll see you back here next week. How about it? Let's do it. All right. Peace.